This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. The Buck Sexton Show. Today we're joined now by our friend Matt Walsh. He is the author of The Matt Walsh Blog. Go to mattwalshblog.com. He's also, of course, a Blaze contributor. His pieces appear regularly on theblaze.com under his byline. And he does the Matt Walsh Podcast Weekly, available on the Blaze Radio Network. Great to have you back, Matt. Hey, thanks for having me, Buck. So I just want to bring you on to give you a chance to talk about um, how surprised and proud you are that the Democrats are handling this whole thing really well. <laughs> they're, they're taking this. They're taking this like champs. Uh, they really are. They uh, they're fulfilling all of my expectations of them um, in, in in all the worst ways. You know, the, the, it's it's. I think it's probably true that uh, if. Hillary Clinton had won that you would see, you know, protests and I don't know about protests, but there, there would be a, a reaction, especially among the most ardent Donald Trump supporters. But I don't know that you would see anything quite like this. Um, and the, the one thing that strikes me about it is, as is often the case with these left wing demonstrations, is that I, I don't I'm not sure what they think they're accomplishing. I don't I don't know. I don't know what their what their message actually is. That's what confuses me. Yeah, there doesn't seem to. I I bumped into one of the the bigger protests across the country. It was right near my apartment here in, in New York City, and I stood there and for about fifteen or twenty minutes just watched the protesters walking by, walking by with their signs and their chants, and they just seemed like they wanted to scream profanity. I mean, maybe I guess it, it's just sort of an exercise in self indulgent catharsis or something. I'm not really sure what it, what the benefit is for them. But to come out after an election and say uh, that this person is not my president, uh, well, well, no, actually, the, it is your president. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't get to just decide that he's not your pre- You don't have to like him. You don't have to think he's a good guy, but you don't have to or you don't get to decide that this is not reality. And I feel like maybe this is an extension of that. Progressives we've seen in recent years have increasingly been willing to just say things uh, that are that are not reality based, whether it's on some of the transgender issues and other things. And so with this one, they're just going to pretend there's there's no President Trump. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what that's what strikes me about it is that, you know, it's just a, it's an unwillingness to accept a reality that doesn't appeal to them. And I think that's become one of the hallmark, one of the hallmarks, unfortunately, of, of my generation, the millennial generation, is that uh, if we don't like something, we just we won't. It's not that we will express our displeasure with it, but it's that we, we simply won't accept it. We won't, we won't accept that this thing could happen that we don't like. And that's, that's what I notice is just this, this, um, 
this, the pure shock in, in, in people's faces and in their tones of voice that Donald Trump won. I mean, we're all surprised because, as, as has been covered extensively, you know, it, it didn't his his victory didn't seem to line up with the polling data and all that kind of stuff. But these people seem to be surprised in a sense that they really didn't they didn't think that it could happen simply because they really didn't want it to happen. And they thought that because they don't want it to happen, that means it won't happen. And so that's where their shock comes from. It's, it's not so much that this didn't line up with data. It's that it didn't line up with their emotions. And that's that's what they find so surprising about it. I think you see that emotionalism on display as well from uh, the comedian class in this country. No, notably, uh, I always get Fallon confused, with who, who actually bothers me the least of them. I actually find him pretty funny. The guy who kind of is from SNL, the Weekend Update guy, you know, Seth Meyers, right? Yeah, Seth right, Myers, Myers gave yeah. some whole thing about, oh, you know, my eight-month-old daughter, and he's all, you know, mopey and sad. And Chelsea Handler, who is, you know, sort of was Amy Schumer before there was Amy Schumer, she's all upset about I'm sure Amy Schumer's crying about it. All, all these people, I, I'm sort of surprised to see them pretend that they care that much about politics. <laughs> That's what I find. I mean, you have people who are generally ignoramuses. I doubt they read the, I doubt they read any newspaper on any sort of regular basis or any news sites with any real regularity. And and now they're crying because their presidential choice didn't didn't win. I mean, this is is it just virtue signaling? Where does this babyishness come from? Yeah. And what's happened to political comedians? You know, what's happened to political satirists in this in this country that this is this is how they react to they cry. You know, that's not what comedians are supposed to do is get all tearful and emotional. You want to make jokes about it and uh, even ruthless jokes. That, that's fine. That's how you're supposed to handle it, not cry about it. I mean the the open the open weeping that's that's going on is just is, is really sad, and uh, and the yeah I saw that thing with Seth Meyers talking about his eight year old daughter and there's been I think if you if you go to Google right now and you search for letter to my daughter you'll find about fifteen articles of various you know liberal uh, writers and bloggers writing these melodramatic letters to their daughters like, trying to explain how you know this awful misogynist could have possibly won. And, 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 and often their, their daughters are like three or four. And it's, I don't think they're probably going to read the, the letter or understand what it means. So it's just the, the melodrama and the, just everything. It's, it's, it's just a really sad display. And then as many people have pointed out, it, all it really does is in, in some ways, in, in the, especially in the eyes of Trump supporters, it just kind of vindicates them because you're acting like these sneering, contemptuous, melodramatic snobs. And that's exactly what drove a lot of people to Trump. So yeah, all you're, all you're accomplishing is is vindicating them. I totally agree. I think I think that Trump, Trump, for what, you know, whether whether it's fair or not, Trump looks better at this point than he has ever before, based on the reaction of of not just a, a few people. We're talking about thousands. I mean, there were ten or fifteen thousand protesters in New York City alone. Many other cities across the country, they're burning stuff. Police are using rubber bullets, and then on top of that. There, there are members of the of the mainstream media who are not even the least bit chastened about just constantly being on on bended knee for Hillary during the entirety of the campaign. They're asking the American people to listen to the grievances of those who are kicking in windows of essentially entirely Democrat cities. It just makes no sense. I mean, isn't Baltimore? You're a Baltimore guy, right? Isn't Baltimore one of the places where they've had this? Yeah, I'm actually currently in downtown baltimore right now as i speak and uh yeah there was a big protest here and and it's it just it's just interesting that i mean i don't know how many of these people that are protesting 
actually voted, but I just I kind of suspect that a great number of them didn't even show up to vote because I think if they had, um, maybe the results would have been different because that that's one of the stories of the election is that the the voter turnout, you know, there just was no there wasn't any energy um, on the left in the ballot box, which is understandable considering their candidate was Hillary Clinton. But now they find their energy. Now they find their enthusiasm a day late uh, and a dollar short, as it were. So if maybe if they had if they had channeled this energy into, you know, not only voting, but nominating a better candidate, then they might be looking at a different result. Um, but of course, that, that's actually what I want to ask you about, Matt. I, I feel like there's this uh, there's this disbelief on the Democrat side, not just that Hillary lost or, or I, sh- I should say there's an unwillingness to believe that. Hillary was was a huge part of the problem here. I mean, yes, Trump tapped into something, and yes, there you know there there was a a bunch of factors that came together in his favor at this point in time, and and you know we've talked about those, you've talked about it, you've written about it, but Hillary was a terrible candidate. That's that's a true statement. I feel like many of them, some of them have come around to this, uh, and in fact, some of the the Bernie Sanders people now are kind of wagging their finger and saying, "I told you so." If I were a Bernie supporter, that's how I would feel. Hillary was a terrible candidate. Yeah, that's really, like you said, there are other factors that we could talk about, but really what it comes down to is that's the only factor that really needs to be discussed because if they had found an even slightly better candidate, they would have won. I mean, it's it's not like we keep talking about how this was some huge wave election and it was a landslide and everything, and it really wasn't. If you look at the, uh, maybe, maybe you know, it was the biggest electoral college landslide for the Republicans in a while, but when you look at the, the number of votes, you know, I think I'm not sure what the final results are, but I think he comes in. Trump comes in below what Romney pulled and maybe even McCain. So um, all they had to do was put somebody up there who was just, you know, how about just find someone who's not under two active FBI investigations? You know, find someone who has even a smidgen of integrity or can at least pretend to have integrity or some kind of charm or, or anything and uh, and they just went with the with the absolute worst candidate and there is there's this real reluctance on the left to kind of look at themselves and analyze themselves and uh, obviously there are a lot of problems on the right that we've all been talking about but that's part that's that's the point is that on the right we talk about our problems and we're very sort of introspective in that way and we're very hard on each other you know and um I, you just don't see that on the left very much. And, much, and even now they're just doubling down on the. Yeah, no, they're they're doubling down on exactly what got them to this point. But I think what's interesting is that there's been discussion of of how you know this was about jobs and a sort of uh, a, a white working class that's been forgotten by the Democratic Party. That's already very much been infused into the sort of after after election analysis of of what happened here. Um, less so, I think the. Really, what would be termed the culture wars aspect of this uh, under eight years of Obama, there was a, a a change, I think, from a general policy of tolerance for right. You have to tolerate this and I have to tolerate that to You actually have to be an active participant in and you have to be willing to celebrate things that maybe are against your religion or against closely held beliefs. I feel like that, and as well as also the restrictions that we have on speech that tie into those things and other things as well, I feel like the culture wars aspect of this election is perhaps underrepresented so far in our discourse about it. It is underrepresented, but part of the reason for that is that, uh, you know, the candidate on the on the right that won is, is not a culture warrior. And uh, he didn't really 
talk about a lot of these issues. And when he did talk about them, he didn't talk about them very convincingly. Um, didn't seem like he really cared about them. That, that's one of that's one of my, my big concerns about Donald Trump. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I didn't like him in the primary or in the general election is because I don't think he cares about these cultural issues. Uh, however, um, it, you know, the liberals have upset a lot of people with the, with the kind of things that you mentioned. And so they went to Trump sort of as the default. Um, and now it's going to be up to Donald Trump to, you know, follow through because works, people are expecting him to undo a lot of these things and to restore free speech, to restore freedom of religion, um, to restore, you know, sanity to a large extent. And we'll see. I mean, I, I was a, a never Trump guy, but I'm going to give him a chance because what else can we do? And um, and if he and if he follows through, then I'll give him a ton of credit. And but I, we have I, to be uh, willing, you know, just like we're talking about the left and their and their unwillingness to criticize themselves, we have to remain willing to be critical if Trump doesn't follow through on these things. And uh, one last quick one for you, Matt. This weekend, whether one is celebrating or mourning the election's results, uh, Knob Creek, good way to go. What do you recommend? Oh. Um, well, I, I think Knob Creek is a, is a is a great uh, is a great choice, especially on a on a budget. But you know, Woodford's also a great choice, and uh, I would say Four Roses. If you're looking for a good one, go with Four Roses Small Batch. It's about forty five dollars in most stores, and uh, that's that's going to be my go to this weekend. All right, I'm going to pick some up. Matt Walsh, thank you very much, sir. Matt is the author of the Matt Walsh blog and also a Blaze contributor. He writes for the Blaze. Check out his pieces there and download his podcast. Matt, great to have you. Have a good weekend. Thanks a lot, Buck. The Buck Sexton Show. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.